precious couple from Arizona. I already have a hard time with names, but then when I get all, all up on the Holy Ghost and I really have issues, I have a picture and a word for you. I see tracts of land. I see some holdings and different things that you have and some concerns. And I see the Lord is, is, has shored you up and taken care of some things for you. There's a, some specific concerns that you have. And the Lord says, as you put him first and as you build his house, he's going to build yours. I see, do you have a brother, sir? Do you have some family members that you're concerned about? I just see somebody uh, about your age, maybe a little bit younger, uh, with some health situations. I don't know if it's a friend or brother in Christ or, or an actual brother. But I see God's going to use you in gifts of healing. I see the Lord's got healing in your hands. And there's a real gift of wisdom that's upon you. You're not gray-haired for nothing. Hey, thank you, Jesus. And the same thing for you, ma'am. There's a gift of inter- a prophetic intercessory gift that's been shunned by some in the church. I see you've been through some stuff. I see some things that you've gone through. And the Lord shows me that He's He's relighting, and not that it's gone out, but there's coming even tonight a fresh encouragement from the Lord. Because you are going to pray. I see you traveling in prayer. There's nations that are on your heart. You have even looked at maps and prayed. You've been woken up even in the middle of the night. And there's been like a... Well, in the Song of Solomon, the watchmen came and like laughed at him. The watchmen are like, they should be the ones that know. The, the leaders of the city, where's my beloved? You've been like the Shunammite. You've been like her. There's a radical salvation that's happened in your life. You're one that's acquainted with the presence of God and the power of God. But there's been, there's almost been a, a gifting that's been birthed and given to you by the Spirit of God that's not been accepted in some circles. And you've even thought of yourself to second guess to say, man, maybe, you know, maybe that wasn't the Lord. But the Lord's coming in a new dimension now of fire. And I'm going to heal you of some of the things that have happened in church. I'm going to heal you of some of the things that happened in some closed circles. I see some betrayal and things that took place and how it grieved your heart. And I, 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 even, I even see that even through your prayers, there has been some marriages that have been saved. But you, you stood in the gap and you believed the best and you hoped the best and you prayed and because you did, that that assignment didn't come to, full, to its fullness great gifting upon this couple. And as a pastor, I just acknowledge that before you, this congregation, before God and His angels. And that attack that's come so strong against your home is being extinguished even tonight by the Word of the Lord. I've seen your good works. I've seen your good works. I've seen your sincere heart. And the lying prophets and the false words that were spoken are broken tonight by the word of the Lord. I'm going to bring you from glory to glory. Some of the physical ailments and things that have happened even in your physical bodies are going to break even tonight. You're going to find aches and pains begin to leave you even now. You're going to renew your strength. Your strength is being renewed even like the eagles. Hard things. Situations there. Healing. Bless. 
revivalists. You can't stand the faith to the pastor's heart to ministering to many people behind the scenes. You're not in the bulletin. You're not in lights. But the Lord sees your labor of love. Lord, bless this couple, I pray. Won't you take someone by the hand all across this place? You know one of the anointings and the thing that God is going to mark? I'm prophesying, I'll prophesy, here we go. The Lord says that in the days to come, this house, it's already started, but this house is going to be known for a house of restoration. I'm going to bring ministers. I'm going to bring people in full-time ministry, which you may be for all I know. Are you guys like in full-time ministry? Kind of. (laughs) how many of you know you can be full-time ministry and be a plumber all right i don't believe in laymen i don't believe in lay ministers it's stupid everybody should flow in the power in the kingdom of god amen i believe that the lord is saying this that in the days to come it's already started but it's going to continue it's going to escalate that i'm going to bring ministers i'm going to bring pastors I'm going to bring teachers and married couples. I'm going to bring in the wounded. I'm going to bring in the hurting. And I'm going to restore them to ministry. I'm going to restore them. That the former and the latter. Oh, there's going to be such a release of the power of God. God's heart. He has given us a ministry of reconciliation. He just loves people. Religion is a stench in the nostrils of God. You may have failed a thousand times. Get up, oh man of God. Get up, woman of God. Thrust your hands into the heavens and receive His forgiveness. Receive His healing. It's man that will hold you down. It's man that will beat you up. It is religion that will kick you when you're in a hole and tell you that you should stay there until you're better. It's a bunch of bunk. We don't believe that here. And I'm going to mark one of the moves of God, that this move of God that's coming, says the Lord, is going to be marked by restoration of ministers. And word will spread. And people will come. And people will be healed. And it won't be one man. It'll be the man. It won't be one group of people. It'll be the heavenly host releasing His power upon His people because He loves us. Lord, thank You. Come on, let's pray one for another. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. Pray for the person on your right. Person on your left, are you ready? Come on, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you for your grace and your power, your anointing. It's so real, so evident to us. Lord, pour out your spirit in a fresh way upon us. Thank you that you're doing that. Heal the brokenhearted. Set the captives free. Cancer, disease, and infirmity, you must go. We declare wholeness and healing in Jesus' name. Redemption. Restoration. The power of the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus. Come on now, lift your hands to heaven. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. 
but it just gives me an opportunity to brag on him. We came into this church about four years ago and Tim and Heidi were here and some of you were here at that time also. And Tim and Heidi served so faithfully. They were there every service. Oftentimes the first ones to be here and oftentimes the last ones to be here. mature them, fill them with the Spirit, mature them, set them on fire, give them a hunger for ministry. And it's like, you know, I just believe this. I believe that God is raising up great ones in the earth. And I believe that Tim and Heidi are part of that crew. And he's in training and he's going through his classes and he's, he's not a pastor on our staff yet because we don't just hand that out. That's something that is a bestowal and it's a major deal and it'll come. I'm so proud of you that if I keep talking about you, I'll get so choked up. We asked him to go to Delta Junction, him and his wife and his baby. And he said, yes, you're crazy. Absolutely. But we felt like it was God. He jumped in the deep end of the pool and just started swimming. They've been there. It's really a year. This is like a year celebration tonight of Delta being open. And it's a great thing. God, since then, has grown the church. And, and God has given us our own building, 9,000 square foot warehouse on nine acres. That needs so much work that we could all get in a bus tonight, drive up there and work for about four weeks straight. Needs a lot of help. But it's the we asked for that location three years ago. We had people reach out and say, wouldn't that be perfect for a church? It ended up being the very place 
And it could be that God's just going to gift it to us. We're in the middle of all of that. Right now we get to stay there for free and just fix it up. I want you to pray. Before you put your hands together for Brother Tim who's going to come and share the word. And I want you to begin to really pray for Delta Junction that God would help us. We have a window getting all the heat fixed and, and there's a bunch of things that need to get fixed. Heating needs to get fixed. The water's not on. We've had a problem with the water pump. Septic is broken. Now, it's going to freeze here in about four to six weeks. I, all of you intercessors, hear me now. I need help. You all need to pray every day that we get that thing together. We've had a lot of obstacles and supernatural protection and blessing. So would you pray for that? Meanwhile, you're going to bring the word of the Lord. Are you ready, Tim? All right, you already got your wife on the piano. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Tim Capo. Come on, give it up for Tim and Heidi. so gracious. Always good to be here with y'all. Thank you, babe. (laughs) Come on, don't you appreciate my wife? I know I do. (laughs) Now, as the the service was going, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it up here, but... (laughs) Uh, different things that happened, you know, the, the song that Heidi was singing and some different confirmations. I knew that I was going to be able to preach you. Uh, it's not going to be for long, uh, but I believe that I got the word of the Lord for you tonight. Uh, so turn in your Bibles real quickly to the book of Romans, chapter 12. Uh, familiar passage. Romans 12, starting in verse 1. Hopefully you brought your Bible tonight. I, I don't know about you, but I, I dearly love my Bible, uh, you know, I, I can't do without it. <clears throat> Romans 12, 1 through 8 this evening. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's, what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, God. It's a lamp unto our feet, a light upon our path. God, I pray that your spirit of truth and revelation would be upon each of us tonight. God, that your word would go forth with power and clarity and be able to touch our hearts and change us and mold us and make us to be more like you. And I thank you, God, that you're doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Now, when I was, you know, Pastor Daniel asked me to uh, preach and it was... I knew that Prophet Harkey was going to be here the weekend before, and so I was like, 
what am I going to preach on? What am I going to, you know, Prophet Harkey is one of my favorite preachers. I love him. And I was thinking, you know, God, how can I, you know, follow after him in a service? And really that's where this message comes from. And it also comes from God speaking to me about the church. And, you know, I'm talking about the body of Christ in general, where we see too much, well, how would I say it, uh, I like to say pew jockeys, okay? Uh, people, people who just sit through church, you know, they're in the same church all their life and they never do anything. Now, let me, let me help you. If when you hear someone say something like that, when you hear someone preach something like that, and you start to get offended because, you know, maybe you do a whole bunch of things in the church, and they, you know, what is he talking about? I like to apply what I call the Cinderella method, okay? It's if the shoe fits, wear it. Okay? And if it's something you need to change, if it's something you need to change, see if that shoe fits, and then smash it to bits and burn it and get on with your life. Amen? All right. Now we got through that. Uh, as I was thinking about these things, you know, my, my consternation about, you know, what am I going to preach about God after John Harkey and the other things I've talked about, um, I believe the root... One of the root problems, I'll say one of, one of the root problems we see, really, it's a general lack of personal revelation regarding our unique identities and our, our unique purposes that God has for us. I wanted to speak to you this evening on that. You know, for too long in churches, you know, again, you know, apply it yourself. Too long in churches you see what, what's instilled in discipleship and, and things like that is the cookie cutter method. Is that in our church? I'm talking church in general, not our church here generally. You know, we've got we do we do a great job. God's helping us, but church in general, they have certain shapes and holes that you've got to fit in to be able to be a part of the church. Okay, I, I'm just I'm just gonna say it. Okay, and, and God's doing a great thing in churches today, but I believe that's something that God is taking care of in this time and. You know, I, this this came to mind. God was speaking to me because I was watching my daughter. Uh, she has one of those blocks that has different shape holes, and she was putting them in there. She was trying to put a triangle in a square hole, and it, it really brought that to mind. How I, I was thinking about how when I came into church, came into this church, I felt like I fit. And the reason is because our church does a great job of allowing you to be unique in what God is doing in your life and really encouraging you to fulfill the unique purpose for your life. I've been to many different churches you know, in the valley, different places, and I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just saying that this is the place for me because of all the things I told I said already. I don't want to say it again. For time reasons, I can't I go over it again. Now, let me clarify real quickly, uh, as I was talking about, you know, the cookie-cutter thing and, and how churches try to change uh, people so that they fit in at the church. Uh, sin doesn't apply there. Okay, if you've got sin in your life, just you've got to cut it off. You know, that's something you've got to cut a cookie-cutter out. All right? Uh, something else, I, I you know, spoke about this this last Sunday. Of course, you weren't there unless you were in Delta Junction. Uh but as God was showing me this message, he was speaking to me about a book that I'd read by John Eldridge called Wild at Heart. And it talks about 
uh, how the church over the years, uh, again, the church in general, over the years has tried to, um, what's the word, emasculate men. Is that the word? That's the word. And, uh, you know, that's the truth. You know, the, the church in general has tried to make us peaceful, turn, turn the other cheek uh, kind of men. And, you know, in that regard, I'm going to be like, God is with us. If you mess with my kids, I'm going to mess with you. You know, God protects us, and I'm going to protect my kids. If you come after my kids, you're in trouble. You know, I like to quote Steve Harvey in this. He did a, something for T.D. Jakes. He says this, Don't trip. He ain't through with me yet. Okay? All right. <clears throat> now, in talking about being unique, you know, God created us uniquely. Now, let me let me qualify this. God created us to be different. We we're not all supposed to wear the same suit when we come to church. We're all created to be different. Now, something you know, I put this question in there for myself. You know, how come then are we told you're supposed to be like Jesus? If we're all supposed to be like Jesus, aren't we all supposed to be the same? And it's yes and it's no all at the same time. You know, Jesus didn't say, be like me and do everything that I did. Jesus said, and you will do greater things than these. Now, if we do exactly the same thing Jesus did, uh, you look in the Bible, the different things he did, we do exactly the same thing, great. But our, 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 our destiny, our purpose is to do so much more than that. And... I wanted to say this. You truly are a finely crafted instrument made by, by the gra- best craftsman there as ever was, the creator of the universe. Yeah, it, it so blows my mind that when God, before he formed the earth, he knew everything I liked. And I say this all the time. He made Coca-Cola and chicken just for me. All right? And he, hey. And that's not just a joke. It's not just a joke because I know that he knew before I was formed, before the earth was formed, that I'm going to love those things. And because my son's going to love those things, I'm going to make them. And (laughs) you you have to think those things about yourself because that's the truth. Listen, listen tonight, you, you are not an accident. No matter what anybody's told you, you are not an accident. There isn't, you, I can't say it again. You are not an accident. You're not your past. You're not the things that happened to you. You're not the things that you did. You know, really, we are all created mightily to be used in the kingdom of God. I love, absolutely love this new song that we sing. You guys sing it here. We sing it in Delta. It's uh, Corey Asbury's song. No one else can love you like I love you, Lord, because I was made unique in your heart. And it, as soon as I heard that, I felt it in my spirit. Because when God made me, he made a special blend of love and worship that I am destined, my purpose in part is to reciprocate that to him. Anybody ever watch the movie Ratatouille, kids movie? All right, uh, this, is how, this is how God speaks to me. Probably not how he speaks to you because we're unique. But... <laughs> I was watching it, and there's a part where he's talking to his brother and trying to explain how when you put different foods together, how 
they complement each other and how it makes something unique. And, and God was speaking to me. You know, that's really what my plan was that there is an in, there was infinite there's infinite amount of, of ways I can put pieces together and personalities and gift mixes and all these different things to create everyone to be unique. And as that song says that Corey Asbury sings that we sing here that. Our special brand, or uh, this is how, again, this is me, our special flavor of love and worship that we have towards God is unique. Just because the person next to you is worshiping and and giving God all his heart doesn't mean that you can slack off. I'm just going to say it. Because God is jealous for your special brand or flavor of worship, of love. And, And that's the truth. That's the truth. He's jealous for me. Yeah, I only got a couple minutes, but I want to read you this verse. Many of us know it, but uh, it's Jeremiah 1.5. And it's, if you don't have it underlined in your Bible, underline it, memorize it. It says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I read it and I said, God, well, does that, doesn't that just apply to everybody? It does, but it's also personal. If you look at the, the word that says, Before I formed you. God talking to you before I formed you. You look at that. He says, I formed you. I knew you. I set you apart. And I appointed you. You can read, I appointed you. As I gave you a new unique purpose in your life to do something for me. You have a unique purpose. Now, going back to what I was talking about as uh, myself thinking about how can I come and bring a word you know, from God after Prophet Harkey was here because that what I'm doing right now is part of the unique purpose that God has for me. And whether or not anybody else in here but me gets affected by it, it's still part of the unique things that he's doing inside. You know, I believe, you know, as God was showing me, I was meditating on this message that this is for some people here tonight. That you felt, maybe in this church, maybe all your life, that you were just a face in the crowd. And, and you know, you just skip by your whole life and just be there and, and, you know, not have anything happen. Look, God has a specific purpose for your life. I've preached this before. I don't know if it's been here or uh, other places I know, but I don't know if it's been here. But God spoke to me uh, years ago that whatever, you know, in your life, what you do in your life, as long as you're doing what God has called you to do, it's going to be no greater or less than what somebody else does. If God has called you to clean the toilets at the church, if, if if that's your calling, then if you faithfully fulfill that, if you faithfully do that, then it's going to be no greater or less than what Benny Hinn does. You know, are you getting me? The reason that I can get up here and preach to you tonight is because God has given me revelation that I'm not going to preach like Pastor Daniel. I had, I had this years ago God has helped me with this because I, you know how can I preach you know he he does such a great job how can I how can I be like that and it's it's such a monumental breakthrough when you realize that what you do in God is not going to be like anybody else's I've tried I've I've tried to uh put myself into a ministry 
you know, be over a ministry, and, and I'm not going to tell what and who because it was here. And you know, you guys can you guys can just hear me out. All right. I tried to put myself in a ministry that wasn't within the giftings and callings of my life at that moment in God. I tried to do that, and it was short-lived because we've got a spirit-led pastor. He, he knows what's going on here. And, but what happened is someone else was placed in that position, and that ministry thrived, and, and it grew, and many people were touched. And it's not that that person was any better or, or greater than me in the kingdom of God. It wasn't, or more anointed or anything like that. It's because the callings and, and the gift mix that he had was just right for that ministry. He was called to do that thing at that time. He had the gift mix to do that, and I didn't. And for a while, you know, I was thinking, what, God, why? Why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't I, why couldn't I do that? And sometimes I'd be like, you know, God, why didn't I get that? promotion you know, in the church. Why didn't I get to do that ministry? And God spoke that to me. That It's not about getting yourself into a promotion. It's not about, you know, I need to be the prophet of the church. It's not about that. It's about being submitted. I'll say that. It's about being submitted, not just to God, but also the authority in the church. Now, that might hurt to some of you, but it's the truth. You get underneath authority and you really submit to it and just watch what God is able to do in your life. Because I remember trying to, you know, I'm going to work extra hard and I'm going to do this specifically so I can take over that ministry. But when I realized that God is the one who brings the promotion, when I really submitted to that, man, the promotion that I saw was... So much that I would not have been able to comprehend that that I could do that in that amount of time. Are you understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna close in a minute, but just to say that we talked about our text. Let's go back there really quickly. Uh, (laughs) All right, Romans 12, verse 4 says, "Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members." Do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. What it's saying there is that <laughs> it's saying there is that as the body, we we are created uniquely, so that we can each. You look at your body. Each member of your body has a unique purpose. Now it's the same way in the body of Christ. We each have a unique purpose. And for the body to be able to function correctly, each member has to be doing what it was designed to do. Now, if you look at it as the way, you know, God's speaking to me about about music. Music's a big part of my life. And I was thinking about an orchestra. Now, orchestra is the same way. You have to have many different instruments, and they have to work together to be able to have a symphony. You can get a whole bunch of drums and bang them and all you're going to have is a bunch of noise. But if you get all the instruments together and they work in harmony and they work under the authority of the person conducting, now that's not in my notes, you know, God's, uh, God's speaking that, but uh, <laughs> that's the only way that you're going to get a symphony. Really, that's all I have, but I wanted to tell you, really, I wanted to impart this to you tonight, is that 
Now, some, some of you have to get in front of the mirror after this and say this to yourself. Because I say this to myself. You were created uniquely awesome. And you humbly rock. Come on. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. But if you remember anything from what I said, and you might be thinking to yourself, you know, that's, I'm sure that's for somebody, but it's not for me. I've done too many things in my past to, for God to be able to use me. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because God created you for a unique purpose. And he's got, he's got this, this amazing mix of your personality and the giftings he's given you. And there's such a unique and great destiny for your life. And don't let anybody take it from you. Don't let any lie take it from you. And don't let yourself steal that from you. Allow God to use you for your unique purpose. Amen. Come on, somebody say, I humbly rock. Come on, give it up for our brother, one of the sons of this house. Come on. You can stand up. Go ahead. Come on. Give, give him some honor. Hard worked hard. God's really blessed him. We love you, Tim. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray for them in just a moment and for Delta. But uh, if you'd be seated, some of, I've, I've got like three texts and I've had people tapping me on the shirt. You didn't take the tides. I didn't forget. Don't worry about it. It's all right. We're going to take them right now. Praise the Lord. So, ushers, if you'd help me. Some you're like, he changed the order of the service. We're going to take our tithes and uh, offerings right now. Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into uh, Delta Junction and the work that's happening there. So uh, if you want to do that, you want to write on your envelope, Delta Junction. Uh, I commend you for your generosity. I think the last, if I remember correctly, the last time we took an offering for Delta Junction, you all generously gave over $3,700. And... Um, and I'm very grateful for that, uh, but we've got a long way to go. And so uh, you just do that again. We'll all be blessed. Praise the Lord. Everybody just do their best. Let's just, let's just believe God to cause the increase. Amen? And so if you, can, if you can give towards that tonight, if you want to give later, you can give later. If you can always give, to, you can give to anything that we're doing, Delta, Anchorage, men's ministry, women's ministry. You, you can always give to anything. Just write on the envelope. We don't have to be taking a specific offering for that. We have some people that just want to give to missions. They feel led of the Lord to give to missions in a particular service, but we didn't take a missions offering. You can write missions. It's okay. It'll get there. Amen. Awesome. So this is our tithes and, uh, and an offering for Delta Junction. So if you want to give towards Delta Junction, you just write Delta Junction on that. If you're making a check out, make it out to KC you want IRS tax credit, you need to write your name and address everything on that envelope. They require us as a 501c3 corporation to do that. It's the law. And like I've said so many times before, if I got a tax break or not, it's going to stop me from giving and obeying God. Amen. Ushers, would you come? Great work. I humbly rock. Hurricane, that's what I want to sing. We'll sing that one. 
then we're just going to flow in the gifts. See what God does. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word that we humbly rock because you live on the inside of us. We've been uniquely made by you to be your expression of righteousness in the earth. Before we were in our mother's womb, you knew us and you knit us together. You have a plan, Jeremiah 29, 11, and a hope for us not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. Hope and a future. You have chosen us, John 15, and appointed us to bear forth fruit, fruit that remains. In 1 John, you say that we have an anointing from the Holy One, and it's not counterfeit. It's real. And you'll lead us and teach us into all truth. Greater things will you do than these, you said, Jesus. And I thank you that even the Apostle Paul said, I don't even judge myself. Lord, we don't have to compare ourselves with other people. Lord, just release people from the opinions of people. Release people from the opinions of their own self. Release people, God. And bless us, these tithes and the offering towards Delta. I pray for bonuses, raises, promotions, and inheritances, supernatural favor, witty inventions and ideas, houses that we didn't build, vineyards that we didn't plant, the blessing of God. Be upon your people in Jesus' name. Ushers, go right ahead. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful You are and how great Your affections are for me.
Father, I thank you for this man and this woman of God, this family that said yes. They said yes, not knowing all the pieces, stepped out on the water, and God, you have caught them. You've, you've enabled him to keep his heart in the midst of frustrating situations, and Tim, that's a gift from God. For the enemy has shot many an arrow at you, but because of the shield of faith and because of the covering, not only of this house, but the covering that you've created over your own home, every one of those darts have been extinguished. And though there are new darts that are yet to come, your, your, your shield has grown wider, bigger, thicker, and broader. For I am causing you to, to carry even a bigger load upon your shoulders. I'm going to cause the church to grow, says the Lord, and don't worry. I'm just getting everything all in place. I've been giving the church a chiropractic adjustment in the Spirit. And there's been some cracks, and even as there were... Even as there's been adjustments and soreness as you go through that, my work is being done in you and in the church and in the community. And I'm causing you to will and to act according to my good purpose. I'm placing it within your heart, and I'm going to give you the strength and the power to be able to do it. Help is on the way. Help's going to come from afar, and help's going to come from near. And I'm going to put together the team. And I'm going to equip you and strengthen your hands for this work, says the Lord. And there'll be joy. As you go on, the path will get brighter and brighter, even as the noonday sun. You will look back on this time, and you will laugh instead of cry. And you'll say, oh man, I remember that fourth man is most definitely in the furnace with you. Give yourself to your studies. Give yourself to the things of, of prayer and intimacy with me, says the Lord. Watch what I'm going to do. Lord, we bless him tonight. Come on, just pray for him right now. We bless him tonight. We bless the work in Delta. We bless, oh God, this marriage and this family and these children, Esli and Judah. Lord, we thank you, God, for the hedge of protection that's over them. Thank you, Lord, that they said yes. And that you're going to bring about blessing, God, in that place. Bless, Lord, each and every member of that church, Lord. Touch James and his wife. Touch the boundaries, Lord. Touch the Lamberts. God, touch every single family that calls that place home. Cause it to multiply. Enable us to finish that building, to get the heat on, to get the water turned on, to get the septic fixed. Lord God, we pray, bless the work in Delta in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Now here's the thing. If you're here tonight, under the sound of my voice, with every head bowed, every eye closed, Tim, come on up here. And you're not right with God. You don't know if you were to die tonight that you'd go to heaven. I want you to hear some good news. you real quickly tonight that you don't have to live on, under condemnation or, or the weight of, of guilt the weight of the, that you can feel from sin
I want to tell you that Jesus died on the cross so that you don't have to live in sin, so that you don't have to live in pain, so that you don't have to live in bondage. And all you have to do is accept Him. Accept Him as Savior. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that He is Lord. And you will be saved. So everyone tonight who, who needs to come back to God, even if the message tonight spoke to you and you know, and you've all, some of you have always known that you had a unique purpose in God, yet you've fallen away. He wants you to bring, He wants you to come back to So in just a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your heart. Now, it feels like some of you have been in church before, maybe for a long period of time in your life and and you've fallen away and and God is calling you back. You feel that tugging upon your heart right now. Everybody under the sound of my voice, if you want to receive Jesus into your heart in this moment, just repeat after me. Bow your heads. Nobody looking around. Eyes closed. If that's any of you tonight, just real quickly, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for rising again from the grave. To make a place for me in heaven. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people that have even recommitted to you. Thank you for the people who have chosen you tonight. I thank you, God, that the angels are rejoicing in heaven right now for the the, the decisions that have been made in this moment, God. And I pray, Father, that you'd fill your people with your spirit tonight. God, I pray that you give them a hunger for the things of you, hunger for your word, a hunger for prayer. Holy Spirit, touch them right now. Meet every need. God, if any of them are in need of healing, you touch their bodies. I pray for a real encounter with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you take someone by the hand? I want to be sensitive to time tonight. We're going a little bit past nine, and I really try to be sensitive to that. We're going to open up the altars. Tim, if you just stay up here and pray for those who are going to want prayer. Let's close formally tonight. Then you can slip out. Then we're going to worship. Use that same song if you would. Come on, let's pray one for another. Father, we thank you for what you've done. God, tonight touching your people, those who recommitted themselves, those who were touched even online, those who will be touched, Lord, through the podcast. God, I thank you for your word, a lamp unto a feet, a light upon our path. Bless your people, God. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace in the matchless name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. We're going to continue to worship God. If you can slip out, if you want prayer, God wants to touch some of you struggling in your identity, struggling with with what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, or maybe a self-condemnation. If you want ministry, maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to be filled with the Spirit tonight? want you just to come and receive. We're going to pray for you. So if you want prayer, just come to the front. You need healing. You're not healed yet. You can get healed right now. Come to the front right now. Come on, Michael. Let's worship. Oh, we are His portion. Jesus.
is our prize. Drawn to redemption by grace in His eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. My heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way that He loves. 